Welcome to Building Worthiness. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Quinlivan, and this podcast is all about really understanding how completely worthy we are. I will be sharing aspects of my journey as a part of that, but it's very much a shared journey of building worthiness. And this episode is entitled, Healing is Everywhere. And that feeling came about because of an experience I had with Isaira in 2019, which I'll describe a bit later on. I think I've mentioned before that Isaira or Auntie Jinta is very much resting entirely as pure consciousness or pure awareness. And she's having to work at being in this world, whereas the rest of us are the other way around. We're very much in this world and having to work at resting in pure awareness. So there's been times when I've experienced Isaira very, very deep um, in awareness, so much so that she's in bliss. And this was one of those occasions. And I will describe the experience later, but what it created in me was an absolute awareness of that consciousness or that love, if you like, is everywhere. And it's a bit like what I was talking about with quantum physics. You know how we said that what we think of as matter, or Einstein said what we think of as matter doesn't really exist, that really it's energy whose vibration has slowed enough so that we can perceive it, so that everything is energy and that the the source or the precursor, if you like, of that energy is this field of infinite potentiality, which is pure awareness, which is actually love. And in this experience, I started to recognize that everything at the source is love. And I recently, it's now 2023, and the experience was back in 2019, but that feeling's been growing for a long time. But recently I was at a property that I share, and it's fully immersed in nature, beautiful trees. And, and when I was there, I distinctly had the feeling that God is everywhere. You know, nature is the veils are thinner, I think I've heard Osiris say, and it's like nature is more surrendered than us humans are. We've got all these layers of egoic defense. And when we're immersed in nature, if we sit there for long enough, even if we're in an angry resistant state, feeling like we're not good enough, feeling like we're not worthy, if you spend enough time in nature, particularly if you take your shoes off and really connect, be it at the beach, in the forest, at a park, on the earth, on rocks, listening to the animals, the birds, you will start to melt. There will start to be this awareness of what's within, which is this absolute gentleness, this continuous, ongoing presence, which is really love. It's a bit like everything in our surrounds has its primary appearance that we perceive and see and even can have primary behaviours that we are used to, or but also there's this inner essence, if you like, the God essence of everything. 
And at this workshop too, I became aware for the first time of Mother Earth as her divine essence, her pure divine self, which is, you know, Osiris says we are born of the earth, we are born of her. And I felt at this workshop how much she is aching for us all to come home to that divine essence that we are. So, you know, if we sit on the earth for long enough, preferably in cotton clothes and not too many barriers between our skin and the earth, we will start to melt our defences. And this is a beautiful way of building worthiness because we're learning to discover the love that we truly are, the love that is in everything. And there's another aspect that came out of that for me, and that is when I've been at a workshop, for instance, with Isaiah, and I've had a really beautiful experience, the experience or the impacts or outcomes of that experience don't just last for that moment. In fact, they go on and on and on and often deepen. As I deepen, my awareness of the experience deepens. And that has instructed me more, if you like, about the fact that time isn't really real. It's part of this perceived experience. And so often I find that the experiences I've had in truth are more real to me now than the experiences I have in this dreamlike experience. And like I said, often they deepen. And I frequently find myself in meditations going back to a previous deep experience in consciousness because it pulls me back to that very centred space and the experience itself will give me new insight or new awareness. And that also created a sense that I knew I could heal the past. I could heal not only of this life, but that as I'm healing this life, that I can heal past lives as well. But what it's done for me in terms of the past is I now have spent a lot of time in meditations uh, healing, for instance, my family background, you know, the house we lived in, all of us children as we were young, even our birth processes. I've worked on holding each of my siblings and my parents with love through the birth process with angels around and just bringing much more awareness and presence and consciousness and love to experiences that in the past had been particularly painful, I guess. So I want to encourage all of you that you can do that. If there's been experiences that have been hurtful or painful for you or for loved ones, you can bring, in a, in a meditation, you can bring a lot of love say you were a small child, you can hold yourself as that small child with absolute love and compassion and caring and know that there are angels there available to support you and beings of light. Even if you've been hurt, for instance, by a relative in that moment, what I have often done is brought in the divine essence of that relative, which 
does exist even though at the surface in that moment the relative may have been, you know, being hurtful or difficult. There still is a much deeper God essence also there. And so if you imagine yourself as that, the relative of that, and you bring love and acceptance to the whole process, it's not that if there's still feelings of the wounded child, you know, the pain, the hurt, the anger, of course they can also be held with great compassion. But it's the beginning of healing a situation that may have happened in the past. And this is beautiful for building our sense of self-worth. And by the way, if there's been a feeling that's come from mistreatment, which is, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, the more you go back and hold yourself as divinely lovable, as perfect, as worthy, knowing that that relative was only projecting their own stuff, that you were always lovable, always held as that. And this is how we can really heal past experience. Course in Miracles would call that bringing true forgiveness to a situation, which is really the same thing. It's that you're holding every aspect of that situation as the divine love that it truly was. And it was having the privilege of being able to witness Auntie Jinta really as pure consciousness, pure divine love that enhanced in me, if you like, that awareness that that's what everything actually is. So I'll put you back to the original recording now. It was 2019 and a little over a year since I'd first begun awakening and I had been practicing a lot and it was getting a little easier but there was still resistance as well. Of course initially on this retreat again there was a little bit of resistance but I noticed that it was getting easier which was beautiful to me. And on numerous occasions, I've witnessed Isaira in states of bliss, and it's where she is so deeply immersed in pure awareness that she can barely move her body or talk. And she's often laughing or tears of bliss. And I witnessed that while we were at Uluru, which was beautiful to witness. And it happened again on this retreat at Govinda Valley. And this time I really noticed that when she went into that state, I felt it so immensely powerfully. And that was again beautiful for me because I, I knew I was starting to shift and to feel the truth of what we are. So this one evening, Isaira was in bliss and it felt like she was the all. This immensely powerful, loving energy that was completely expansive, involving the entire universe. And it was centering in on all of us that were there with her. It was absolutely beautiful. And she often gives us the chance to come up and hold her hand and she called me over and I kneeled in front of her and I remember just feeling she was 
a mix between laughing and crying. And I remember just feeling this immense energy of love that was the all, the cosmos, the earth beneath me. It felt like every cell in my body was being charged up, like plugged into a different frequency. And it was just so beautiful just sitting there. Also, there was a degree of overwhelm. It was, I'd never experienced such an expansive state before. And when I went to bed that evening, I felt like I was buzzing. It took a while to get to sleep. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and it literally felt like every cell in my body was charged and open and kind of raw as well. And the, the next morning I remember thinking, I'm not sure if I can handle any more. And she was very quiet. It was just a very peaceful, beautiful meditation the next morning. And I was able to just assimilate that experience and start to mm, hold it within my body. And, you know, I've ever since that happened, that was in 2019, it's now 2021, I have in my meditations often felt myself in that space time isn't really real and I've felt that experience kind of deepening and a deeper awareness and a deeper ability to hold that space of light. You know when you spend time with someone that can sit in deep presence that it doesn't just benefit you in the moment, it reverberates for the rest of your life. As I said, time isn't really real either. And what's more, as I know too now, that as I'm healing myself in this moment, I'm also healing my past life, my past lives. And I'm aware I very often hold my old family home and my family in light, knowing that that's bringing healing to something that feels like it's already happened. A few days later on, on that same retreat, I had another beautiful experience with Isaira and it was, we were deep in meditation and I felt an awareness, a, a growing awareness that everything is love at the core and there's this immense love radiating at us all the time from the earth beneath our feet, from the cosmos, from nature, even from other humans, because that's the truth of what we are, is this divine love. So even if a human is, you know, in the process of being a bit difficult or uh, critical as we learn to center into presence, we can see others as they truly are, which is, in truth, light, always emanating love, no matter what they're doing. I'm not saying that I'm totally practiced at that, and I certainly could get a lot better at it, actually, but it's very similar to what The Course in Miracles talks about with this true forgiveness, and, and that is that if we hold someone as they truly are, if we look through the external to the truth of what they are, 
that brings us closer to resting in the light ourselves. Because if we believe another is innocent and beautiful and held in love, we will believe that of ourselves as well. And I often find that in nature, immersing myself in nature, it's much easier to feel that sense of the essence of what we are, which is divine love, that emanation of light from the center of everything. It's a beautiful thing when you're struggling or feeling resistant or feeling down is to just know you are being held in love. Get out into nature, sit on the earth or next to a tree or at the beach and just notice the nature of the feeling that's coming from the earth or the ocean or the tree that you are being held in love all the time. There's a saying in The Course in Miracles which is God doesn't change his mind about you. And, you know, we are never separate. We are always loved. And yet when we're in a space of judging ourselves and believing ourselves to be guilty or not good enough, we separate ourselves from that essence of love. So it's in those moments when we're feeling the most resistant or the most scared or the most judgmental of ourselves or the most separate, those are the moments to remind ourselves that God doesn't change his mind. We are permanently held in unconditional love. Every aspect of everything around us is in truth that. And it's just so beautiful to spend time with people like Isaira who are resting in that essence of love because it's it's like you're being loved in the same way God loves you. So it's a beautiful reminder of how we what we really are and how we are always held. And I remember feeling in that space with Isaira just how much the earth loves us and is aching for us to come home to her, to that space of light. I do think it's also important for me to mention that, you know, every time I'm experiencing awakening or deeper awakening, the ego does come up and it's very tenacious and very resistant and scared of this process that's happening and I remember in that retreat that again I'd be sitting in states of love and then the ego would be trying to hook me in again and I remember the word hatred just coming up during that retreat and it's almost like the ego turns it up it it, it creates something that's going to hook you in to pull you out of that space of presence because it's feeling so vulnerable in that state of presence. So I remember really recognizing that no matter what was going through my head, I had to start to learn not to hook in, no matter how seemingly dreadful it was. I just had to learn to let it go. And this does happen in all of our lives, and and quite often we don't realize the truth of what it is, which is the ego trying to hook us back in. 
And those are the moments where we really have to just remind ourselves God doesn't change his mind about us. This is just our head. It's just our thought process. Really, it's not real. The reality is this permanent, safe, divine love that is always there. And often I find that if resistance is coming up too much, you know, if there's a little bit too much fear or tension around the path forward, those are the moments to slow down a bit, to be the most gentle. And I always find that gentility and acceptance is what reopens the path forward again. In another way of saying that is that it's compassion that will continue to reopen the path forward if we're finding that there's fear or resistance. So gentility, compassion, letting yourself be. And I think that's enough for today. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure to be here. And I would love you to subscribe and share this podcast with anyone you think may be interested. And check me out on my website, livingawarenesswa.com and Facebook and Instagram pages, Living Awareness WA. And I also highly recommend Isaira and her website is isaira.com. Much love to you all.